Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Should Pennsylvania be leading, following, or just copying? And the reason I bring this up is a recent story that was done by John Stossel, who's a journalist I have a tremendous amount of respect for, was talking about how Pennsylvania now has things on the books talking about trucking and what happens in the trucking industry that is identical to what California has put in place. And we are bringing in right now Executive Vice President Louis Pugh of the Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association, a man who himself has driven 2.5 million miles behind the wheel and 20-some years of driving truck and at the same time also is a proud member of the U.S. Army as a veteran here in the United States. Louis, thank you for your time on KDK. How are you? I'm fantastic, and I'll add the mass majority of their miles were in Pennsylvania. <laughs> I love to hear that. So you know all about the Turnpike and Interstate 80 and 79 and 81. You've been all over this state, haven't you? Yes, I have. In fact, I used to live out of Pittsburgh and up at Butler all the time. I'm a, I'm from the Ohio side of the river, but just over on the other side of Steubenville. So well, it is I'm great pretty to, clear. Pittsburgh's dear and near to my heart. It is wonderful to have you back on in your old stomping grounds, your old neck of the woods. So help us to understand this legislation that is now in place here in, in Pennsylvania and how similar, i.e. almost identical, to what California has put in place. And how did we get here? Well, it's my understanding that nobody really knew this happened, but in 2002, the Pennsylvania Environmental Quality Board adopted these regulations um, of the, to the state of Pennsylvania to comply with all the heavy diesel engine standards set by the state of California. And unfortunately, they didn't even put any kind of expiration date on these. These just automatically renew every time California changes its standards. So that means then that when you're saying these heavy diesel standards, we're talking about emission standards. So when California changed things here in the not-too-distant past, it meant that Pennsylvania's changed also? Yes, that's the way this is working. And unfortunately, California CARB, they actually are a lot heavier-handed than our own EPA, you know, out of Washington, D.C. They have more restrictive rules and have been able to be more restrictive. And a lot of the heavy handedness that's came out of our EPA in the first place on trucks has been really bad. And then when you add what California's done, it's just off the charts. I mean, they're, they're proposing rules and they have rules and regulations for trucks that don't even really exist yet. 
including a lot of the electrics that are going to be required to take places of what have been diesel trucks for a very long time. How does this independent operator get impacted by these rules? Well, you know, and that's what most people don't realize. Small business, independent owner-operator, small business trucking companies make up 95% of the trucking industry. We always think of these big fleets we see running around in orange or white or red truck, but really it's the small guys. And there's lots of small business trucking companies in the state of Pennsylvania, a bunch of them. And the problem is... These guys don't have a lot of capital. There's not a huge profit margin in trucking by any means. It seems like everybody has their hand out. It's, it's very expensive business. And, and the problem is these trucks, the price of these trucks, and I'm not even talking the electric trucks, just the new trucks with the pollution stuff added to A couple them hundred thousand dollars, right? To at least, if not more. I mean, in 2011, we saw when we had to go to the EPA standards of 2011, and I was part of that. I had a truck. I bought a new truck in 2012. Those trucks went up 25 to 30 thousand dollars on that. We're talking probably 50 to 100 thousand dollars on these California trucks. The problem is not everybody goes to California. Lots of guys in Pennsylvania don't go to California, but if they're going to have to buy trucks that meet California standards in the state of Pennsylvania. They're not going to buy trucks in Pennsylvania. So this is going to have a triple-down effect. Not only is it going to affect, you know, truckers in Pennsylvania, but it's going to affect people who sell trucks in Pennsylvania. The California laws are written that if you are going to drive in that state, you have to have a truck that meets those standards. And that's the reason why these more expensive trucks are required there, because they're lower in terms of emissions. Here in Pennsylvania, if the same thing is true, what does that do to these local operators? Does it mean that they just don't drive in Pennsylvania anymore or they buy a different kind of truck somewhere else? Uh, either one or the above. We're not. I'm not 100% sure which way it's going to shake out, but they're going to have to do one or the other, and maybe both. They may have to move their business completely out of the state. I mean, we've seen that, a mass exodus in California because trucking companies and truckers just can't afford this. And I want to say truckers care about clean air just as much anybody. And if you look at the changes in the diesel motor in the last 25 to 30 years, They've made mass improvements. It's like one truck from 30 years ago or 40 years ago, like they burnt, had as much pollution as the 60 trucks back then is what one truck today. So, yeah. I mean, trucks are way cleaner today. I mean, my last truck I owned, they told me when I bought that truck that the air going in the intake would be cleaner than the air coming out the exhaust or dirtier than the air coming out the exhaust, excuse yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. So I'm, like, purifying the air when I drove down the road. And it's true. You know, you look at the old trucks, and they used to smoke and the black smoke and yep. all that stuff. We don't have that nowadays. The insides of the exhaust, look, they rust out before they ever burn out from all this stuff. And, and let's face the facts. Pennsylvania and California... There's coal, there's oil, there's all these natural resources, there's all kinds of coal-powered power plants and all these things. Where do you think the electricity is coming to power these electric vehicles? Coal-powered plants. Coal. Yeah, no yeah. doubt. No doubt. <laughs> exactly. Which means then that you're trying to cut down on a pollution by creating more pollution when you're creating the electricity that you're forcing people to drive with. 
You're so true. And I say all the time, every time I go to these hearings and these listening sessions on these, and they talk about all this zero emission stuff, the first thing I always say to them, Rick, let's be clear, there's no such thing as zero emissions on anything that's manufactured. Mm -hmm. Somewhere, somehow, there's an emission. Right. Can you hang on and talk to us a little bit more? Because I want to get into the electric side of things, because there's more to it than just charging up that truck and driving down the road. Can you can you hang with us a little bit longer? Yep, I can hang a few more minutes. Awesome. Thank you, Louie. Louie is joining us. Again, he is executive vice president, and he is with an organization called the Owner-Operator Independence Drivers Association. Louie Pugh, 2.5 million miles behind the wheel of a big rig, U.S. Army veteran, too, and he knows this inside and out and is helping us to break it down on KDKA. So we're talking about trucking, and we're talking with Louis Pugh from the OOIDA. He was an independent operator for, what, 26 years? Is that right, Louis? 26 years on the road? About 25, 25 but 25, yeah, okay, I exaggerated by one year, so that's only, what, about another 270,000 miles you would have driven that year anyway. Um, so give us a sense. This electric truck, meaning that this is the next thing that is going to be a requirement, that these trucks go to electric, how much more will an electric truck cost? Because... Not only that, but how much more will it weigh because of the batteries? I mean, you talked fifty to a hundred thousand for a diesel. What happens with electric? Well, we're taking. I mean, we don't completely know, but the best that we can tell, you're probably looking right from what's out what we've seen so far. Four to five hundred thousand dollars is going to be the cost. I mean, like everything, I guess if they figure it out and make it work and they sell mass, prices will go down. But that's what we're looking at now. But you are correct. There's, there's, there's a few things here that's concerning to us and nobody can seem to answer. California's answers, even though they've made it mandatory by 2040, everything there, will be, including all trucks, will be electric. They just say that they'll build them, they'll figure it out. Cause, but one is where are these trucks going to fuel and recharge every night because, as you know, trucks run five, six hundred miles a day at least. And so where are they going to park? And, I mean, we have this massive parking shortage already, and they're going to have to park to recharge. Do we have a grid that can support that kind of electricity draw? That's the other problem. And from what I understand and people I talk to, I mean, we've already seen where California tells people not to charge their cars. So how do you (laughs) tell a truck driver not to charge his truck? Exactly. And and what happens, like in the case of this past winter, when out in the northern Sierra Nevadas of California in the mountains, where they got 20 feet of snow and the state was shut down for freaking two weeks? You know that wiped out all the power grids. So what are we going to do with all these electric plow trucks? So those are the first concerns. That The second concern of all this, as you brought up, is the weight. A truck's a five-axle tractor-trailer that most of us see running around the Pittsburgh area and on a pike and stuff is a lot of 80,000 pounds gross. Mostly that's about 25 to 30, or I'm sorry, 45 to 50,000 pounds of cargo is what they can haul on that truck legally. These trucks are going to weigh at least 10,000 pounds more due to the battery weight. Now, when you add that in, that means you're going to cut the weight of goods that that truck can haul from 50 to 45,000 down to 45 to 40,000 pounds is all they can haul. What's that mean we're going to do? That means it's going to take more trucks 
to haul the same amount of goods, which means we're going to have to manufacture more trucks, we're going to have to manufacture more tires, we're going to have way more highway congestion, and we're going to have to produce twice as much electricity. Because it seems to me this wasn't trucks. thought out very well, Louie. No, it's not thought out at all. Unfortunately, it's a whole bunch of people. Who, and again, truckers want clean air, but this is a bunch of, of tree huggers who sing kumbaya and don't have any idea what, how the real world or how real things operate. And unfortunately, that's what's happened to the state of Pennsylvania by these people adopting these rules in Calif- of California. These are bureaucrats in Harrisburg or wherever who have no idea how the real world works. <laughs> is this something so, that can be overturned by the Senate, by the House in Pennsylvania, or does this have to go back to the Environmental Quality Board for them to make a decision? I personally cannot answer that question for yeah. you because I'm not exactly sure how Pennsylvania law works. Right. But if I was a if I was a lived in the state of Pennsylvania, I would be calling my congressman and my state representative my state ones and raising all kinds of heck and try there has to be a way that lawmakers can investigate this figure this out and get this overturned there has to be a way to do it louie thank you very very much for shedding some light on this and again this is something i think is flying under the radar for a lot of people is pennsylvania the only state that has mirrored california or have others gone along with it too um, I know the state of Virginia's mirrored this, and I think there's maybe one other state out there, but I know the state of Virginia's followed some of this, and I will try to get you the information so you can tell your listeners what actually they can do to try to get this overturned. I'll get that to you, and you can follow up the next day or two. That's outstanding. I'll do my best. Outstanding. Louie, thank you so much. Thank you for being a veteran, for being part of the uh, the Army. But more than that, thank you for the time you spent behind the wheel getting things from point A to point B, which all goes into feeding this economy that we call America. Thank you, sir. Thank you, and thanks to all them truckers out there and all them good, hard-working, blue-collar steel workers of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. You get it, don't <laughs> you? You know exactly yep. what it's like around here. Louis Pugh, O-O-I-D-A, Executive Vice President. That acronym, by the way, Owner-Operator Independent Drivers Association, and we sure appreciate him being on the voice of Pittsburgh. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile. Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. 
Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.